Gavanin and Suilaid to all my old friends. I am Tani Tinuvia. Welcome back to this to part two of What Would Arwen Do this Tuesday, May 28th, 2012. Special shout out and hello to Vanna listening from up in Washington. Gwen, Alf, Sil li- listening from the Midwest while she's sewing away. Good luck on your sewing project, dear elf friend. And um Yes, I'm very excited. We're not going to go through the whole intro again <laughs> this hour. Um, this is part two, so in case you want to know kind of what this is all about, this show, What Would Arwen Do?, which is on Tuesdays from 4 to 5 p.m., but this week and the next two weeks it will be on from 4 to 6 p.m., and those will be the last three shows for a while because the elf is taking a little break for the summer. And I will miss you all terribly, but there are things that need to be done, adventures that need to be done. And uh, hopefully when I come back in the fall, I will have uh, either a helper or co-host again. I'm, I never lose hope that the Hobbit might be coming back, but he is still entangled in other adventures and has and will and is not able to come back right now and we do miss him terribly i know i do i'm sure you do because he has such an amazing voice and such a fun presence and always brings us so much great news about the upcoming hobbit movies so the elf is back in no stealer mode no um spoiler mode no stealer no stealth mode (laughs) no spoiler mode for the hobbit movies and I'll just uh, wait till they come out and uh, be ex- overjoyed at all of the and overwhelmed by all of the beauty up on the big screen created by Peter Jackson and team. So in the meantime, um, we do today. I'm very excited because there are lots of productions of the works of J.R. Tolkien going on just right now locally here in the Southland. As I mentioned. Uh, Max McLean, the producer of the Screwtape Letters, is going to be at the um, here at the Barclay Theater, which is right on the campus of C- of um, UCI, where we broadcast from. And I am typing. I apologize if <laughs> if I slow down. I'm making a very concerted effort of late to not generate more paper than I need to. So I'm really trying to get a little more savvy about um, getting information off of the Internet to read during the show, if I can, rather than printing out all the papers and, and using that. So I've got the website up here. This is uh, C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters, a one of the most popular of all of C.S. Lewis's book, who was a deep, dear friend and contemporary of J.R.R. Tolkien. And in addition to that, there is The Hobbit uh, play, which is starting uh, out in Fullerton, actually the 1st of June, going through the middle of July. And if you'd like more information about that, that's going to be at the Maverick Theater, www.maverick.com. MaverickTheater.com, The Hobbit Play in Fullerton, directed by Nathan McCarrick. Fellowship the Musical, the uh, musical parody 
of the Fellowship of the Ring playing up in L.A. right now through um, the end of June, I believe. More information on their website, fellowshipthemusical.com, Friday and Saturday performances. And then coming up at the Barclay, June 12th through the 15th, the Screw Tape Letters. So we're going to hear a little bit more about that. First, let's have a little music. And I'm going to play this lovely little rousing song from the Fellowship, the, uh, the musical parody of the Fellowship of the Ring. This is called It's a Hobbit Thing, just to give you a little taste of how talented uh, these uh, artists are and just what a rousing, fun time this play is. And well worth the drive up to L.A. if you are in the Orange County area. And here is from the original cast recording of Fellowship it's a Hobbit thing. This is KUCI in Irvine. Now when I wake up in the Shire, for I take up my attire, I go to see just what there is to eat. <laughs> and my gabber's standing there, and I stammer and I stare when I see that she's prepared my favorite meat. Now when the meeting course is done, then the feasting has begun, and like a little piggy I will squeal. It's a chewy comic chomp, it's a gastronomic romp, and these are just hors d'oeuvres before the meal. We are thankful for this bounty, all of our family, food and friends, for these... And that is a song from the original cast recording of Fellowship, the musical parody of Fellowship of the Ring, playing up in L.A. and rousing good time. And many of the original cast is are still doing their roles. So uh, fellowshipthemusical.com for more information. So coming up in just a few minutes, an interview with Max McLean, who is the director and star of the Screwtape Letters, which is coming here to the Bur- uh, Barclay Theater right here in Irvine. Uh, you are listening to KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. This show will be up on podcast in iTunes and on our website at KUCI.org. Please tell your friends. And if you'd like to send me an email, askanelf at yahoo.com. And please stay with us because if you do live in this area, we will be giving away two tickets to the performance of the Screw Tape Letters a little later in the show. So I wanted to, um, you may or may not be familiar with the Screw Tape Letters. I want to read a little bit to you from an email that was sent to me from uh, his publicist that tells a little bit of the background. And then I'm going to play a short YouTube um interview with Max about the making of the Screwtape Letters. And it says here, the Screwtape Letters, their provocative and wickedly funny theatrical adaptation of C.S. Lewis' novel about spiritual warfare from a demon's point of view, will return to Irvine by popular demand for a limited engagement at the Irvine Barclay Theater. The national tour of the Screwtape Letters kicked off after a hit nine-month run at the West Side Theater in New York City where it entertained 50,000 theater goers. And now it's in its second smash year. Uh, 
the play follows his abysmal sublimity screw tape, Satan's top psychiatrist in his understanding human nature, played by award-winning actor Max McLean. Max McLean has done many things. He has a beautiful uh, reading of the Bible, um, just Lots of wonderful things. You can find out more information about Max on their website, ScrewTapeOnStage.com. And it says, uh, so played by award-winning actor Max McLean and his creature demon secretary, Toadpipe, as they train an apprentice demon, Wormwood, on the fine art of seducing an unsuspecting human, quote, patient, down the soft, gentle path to hell. <laughs> says, along with the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the screwed and um, including The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and also The Great Divorce and Mere Christianity, The Screwtape Letters is still one of C.S. Lewis's most popular and influential works. The book's piercing insight into human nature and the lucid, humorous way Lewis makes his readers squirm in self-recognition make it an immediate success. It was first published in 1942 and came to fa fame uh, in this little-known Oxford Dawn, in brought worldwide fame to this little-known Oxford Dawn, uh, including the cover of Time magazine. So... Um, it tells a little bit more. Uh, the Screwtape Letters is produced by the New York-based Fellowship for the Performing Arts. Max McLean serves as artistic director. And uh, the performance for the Screwtape Letter is Thursday, July 12th and Friday, July 13th. You can find information about all the performances at www.screwtapeonstage.com or you can call 949-854-4646 extension 1 949-854-4646 extension 1 or visit the box office of the Barclay Theater at 4242 Campus Drive in Irvine and as I mentioned we will be giving away tickets a pair of tickets to the Saturday night performance of the Screwtape Letters I wanted to read just a little excerpt from one of the letters by C.S. Lewis. Um, this is from, it's from the letters, but I found it in the Joyful Christian, which is such a wonderful, um, just a uh, collection of 127 readings um, by C.S. Lewis. And he talks about here, actually this is not from, um, this is not from the Screwtape Letters, but this was, uh, asked of C.S. Lewis, and he says here uh, about the devil. The, common, the commonest question I am asked about the screw tape letters is whether I really believe in the devil. Now, if by the devil you mean a power opposite to God and like God, self-existent from all eternity, the answer is certainly no. There is no uncreated being except God. God has no opposite. No being could attain a perfect badness opposite to the perfect goodness of God. For when you have taken away every kind of good thing, intelligence, will, memory, energy, and existence itself, there would be none of him left. The proper question is whether I believe in devils. I do. That is to say, I believe in angels, and I believe that some of these, by the abuse of their free will, have become enemies of God and as a corollary to us. These we may, we may call devils. But they do not differ in nature from good angels, but their nature is depraved. 
Devil, devil is the opposite of angel, only as bad man is the opposite of good man. Satan, the leader or dictator of devils, is the opposite not of God, but of Michael. I believe this not in the sense that it is part of my creed, but in the sense that it is, it is one of my opinions. My religion would not be in ruins if this opinion were shown to be false. Till that happens, and proofs of a negative are hard to come by, I shall retain it. It seems to me to explain a good many facts. It agrees with the plain sense of scripture, the tradition of Christendom, and the beliefs of most men at most times. And it conflicts with nothing that any of the sciences has shown to be true. And uh, so I'm going to read a little excerpt to you, for you, from, from the screw tape, screw tape letters, so you can get it kind of a sense of what this is all about, these screw tape letters and being brought to the to the stage. Uh, this from the book, The Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. And this is Screw Tape to Wormwood on War. So remember, uh, Screw Tape is the senior demon. Wormwood is an apprentice. And the enemy that they always refer to is God. <laughs> the patients are, are humans that they are trying to, you know, capture and drag along into hell. So Screwtape says to Wormwood, war is entertaining. The immediate fear and suffering of the humans is a legitimate and pleasing refreshment for our myriads of toiling workers. But what permanent good does it do us unless we make use of it for bringing souls to our Father below? When I see the temporal suffering of humans who finally escape us, I feel as if I had been allowed to taste the first course of a rich banquet and then denied the rest. It is worse than not to have tasted it at all. The enemy, true to his barbarous methods of warfare, allows us to see the short misery of his favorites only to tantalize and torment us, to mock the incessant hunger which, during this present phase of the great conflict, his blockade is admittedly imposing. Let us therefore think rather how to use than how to enjoy this European war, for it has certain tendencies inherent in it which are in themselves by no means in our favor. We may hope for a good deal of cruelty and unchastity, but if we are not careful, we shall see thousands turning in this tribulation to the enemy, while tens of thousands who do not go so far as that will nevertheless have their attention diverted from themselves to values and causes which they believe to be higher than the self. I know that the enemy disapproves many of these causes, but that is where he is so unfair." He often makes prizes of humans who have given their lives for causes he thinks bad on the monstrously sophistical ground that the humans thought them good and were following the best they knew. Consider, consider too, what undesirable deaths occur in wartime. Men are killed in places where they knew they might be killed into which they go, if they are at all of the enemy's party, prepared. How much better for us if all humans died in costly nursing homes and doctors who lie, nurses who lie, as we have trained them, promising life to the dying, encouraging the belief that sickness excuses every indulgence, and even, if our workers know their job, withholding all suggestions of a priest lest it, lest it should betray to the sick man his true condition. And how disastrous for us is the continual remembrance of death which war enforces, one of our best weapons, contented worldliness, is rendered useless. In wartime, not even a human can believe that he is going to live forever. <laughs> and that is uh, from a letter of, from Wormwood to Screwtape. So while I'm waiting for our guest to call in, I'm going to play for you a delightful little YouTube interview with Max McLean about 
the production of the Screw Tape Letters. And this was on ABC, ABC's Good Morning Texas. And uh, so uh, this is, I'm Tani Chanuviel. This is part two of What Would Arwen Do Today, Tuesday, May 28th. And coming up in just a few minutes, an interview with Max McLean, the star and producer of the Screw Tape Letters. Here is an interview with Max. And hopefully technology will be our friend. This is KUCI in Irvine. From WFAA-TV, the spirit of Texas. This is Good Morning Texas in high definition. Lewis's classic works is coming to the Dallas stage. The Screw Tape Letters open at the Majestic Theater tomorrow. Today, the star and one of the people behind the adaptation is here to talk about it with us. Max McClellan, good to see you, sir. Thank you, Rob. So... You're Max McLean. You're known for your one-man shows. You've been performing all over the country, and you get the phone call that says, Hey, I think you'd make a great tempter of Satan. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Satan's well, that's, minion. That's essentially how it happened. You know, a person saw some of one of my works and said, You'd make a really good screw tape. And I didn't know if that was a compliment or not. <laughs> well, let's talk about this character of screw tape. It's one of C.S. Lewis's most endearing characters, but it is not as well known as... The Narnia characters, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Well, uh, Screw Tape does have a have a brand. I think that uh, the character Screw Tape is one of the great literary creations uh, of the 20th century. I mean, Lewis re created this inverted world where up is down, good is bad. Uh, the God is called the enemy. Uh, Lucifer, Satan, is our father below, and Screw Tape is Satan's chief. Uh, psychiatrist and the play follows uh, screw tape schemings as he's trying to bring a young patient as he calls it and patient's an interesting word because you you know I think of a patient as someone in need of healing in screw tapes vernacular it's someone in need of corrupting so it is this almost seduction of this of this patient and so many different tactics and so many different approaches right right I, when when i was creating the character i thought of iago from uh, shakespeare's othello you know someone who would get into your confidence and then ma manipulate you uh hannibal lecter who had this really you know this outer aesthetic he liked fine wines great uh, but then inside he's a cannibal and uh, a little bit of oscar wilde and a little bit of lewis black and a lot of max mcclain yeah that's, this is a funny show that's the other thing it's not just a, a serious theological treatise well, on the nature it has of man. To, it, it, has, it has to entertain. I mean, we ran in New York for 309 performances. We outlasted 90% of the shows that ran last year. Uh, it's, uh, it's gotten tremendous reviews, primarily because it is entertaining. But, but more than that, it starts with that, and then that gets you in, and then, and then it's just very, very provocative. Yeah, it's, it's meant to start the questions and get the audience yeah. asking questions. And I wanted to talk about the audience because, you know, religious groups, Christian organizations have really embraced this and talked about it, yeah. but c folks from the absolute other side of the spectrum have also come to this and, and started that conversation. Well, certainly, I mean, Lewis has a huge following. Uh, uh, you know, the thing I, I think people love about Lewis is that he was an adult convert to Christianity, and so he never forgot what it was like not to believe. So he always wrote from that perspective, and people just appreciate that. He loved a good argument. He would, you know, he, he came from a, uh, an academic background at Oxford and Cambridge. So he, you know, he had to stand up for what he, what he believed, but he was, uh, he was, uh, he just really could, could get his point across in a way that people said, yeah, I get that. Well, my last question is, you've been playing this now for, for years, traveling all over the country, mm -hmm. playing this 
really basically innately evil, oh, evil mean. character. What has that done to you? Have you seen some effect in the way you look at the world? Well, I know why I'm doing it. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, I'm ashamed to say I love playing Scooby. <laughs> But it's, uh, you know, the thing is, I think the big lesson of Screw Tape is that, you know, we don't just live in a material world. There's this, uh, there's this uh, spiritual world of uh, powers and principalities that are acting on us, and we just need to be aware of them. Well, it is a compelling show. I appreciate you coming in and talking oh, with great. us. The Majestic Theater yeah, is a great you. space for it. You're going to enjoy it. You go uh, tomorrow night. Saturday and Saturday night. Yeah, two shows on Saturday, four and eight, and uh, I think we're pretty sold out on Saturday, Matt, but I think Saturday evening's got some room. Fantastic. Max, yeah. thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Up next, we solve the case of the missing GMT camera. Stay with us. And that is an interview with Max McLean on ABC's Good Morning America, and we will be having Max McLean on the show, hopefully in just a little bit. I understand that well, he's way on the East Coast, and he's in rehearsal. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a little bit before, hopefully he'll be calling in around the 5.30 uh, hour. And in the meantime, let's have a little little Hobbit music, just for fun. Um, in fact, let's have some music from the original um, Fellowship of the Ring, one of my favorite songs concerning hobbits. This is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live at KUCI.org. You can email me at askanelf at yahoo.com, and please stay with us. We will be giving away a pair of tickets a little bit later in the show. So here is Howard Shore with Concerning Hobbits. Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore from the Fellowship of the Ring concerning Hobbits. And, of course, those of us who are fans of Middle-earth are very excited that the Hobbit movies will be coming out in December, the first one of the Hobbit movies in December 2012. Welcome back to What Would Arwen Do? here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming live at KUCI.org. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and I am a very excited elf because, as promised, I do have Max McLean in, um, join us, joining us, Max's production of the Screw Tape Letters coming right here to the campus of UC Irvine in uh, July, uh, the 12th through the 15th, right here at the Barclay Theater, uh, Thursday and Friday, 
Saturday and Sunday performances. For more information, before we jump into our interview, for more information, please visit the website Screwtape on Stage, that's S-C-R-E-W-T-A-P-E, onstage.com, or you can call 949-854-4646, extension 1, or you can visit the box office of the Barclay right here on Campus Drive by UC Irvine. This is a theatrical production of The Screwtape Letters starring Max McLean, who is also the artistic director, and he is with us today. Max, are you there? Yes, thank you, Connie. It's great to be with you. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your business busy schedule to join us. So you are in New York right now, is that right? Yes, I actually, we just finished a rehearsal of uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, a theatrical adaptation of C.S. Lewis's uh, novel, The Great Divorce, which is what he wrote Ooh. right after the Screw Tape Letters. So we were working on the script for that. We're going to be doing a stage reading of that tomorrow. Uh, and uh, that's uh, the book he wrote right after the Screw Tape Letters. Oh, my goodness. I love that book. Is there any chance that that might be coming to the West Coast? Well, uh, if, it, uh, if it follows the pattern of screw tape, the answer would be yes. Uh, you know, we did 15 drafts of the screw tape letters before we felt like we got it right mm. and uh, was able to transfer it, transform it from the page to the stage. Uh, you know, Lewis is a challenge to, uh, to do that with... Uh, I, I believe we cracked the code uh, uh, for screw tape, and we're having a good go of doing the same for uh, the Great Divorce. Um, and of course, we were at uh, Barclay last year, about this time last year in July of mm-hmm. 2011, and we had a great time there. We had five shows; we sold out all of them. Oh, wonderful! And uh, we're really excited about coming back. Well, I'm very excited about you coming back, too. I can't believe it has been a year, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was not able to attend last time, and I will be able to come and see the show this time, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Good. Well, I think you're going to find, uh, you know, it's about spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. from uh, a demon's point of view. Uh, Screw Tape is a very high-ranking senior demon. He's kind of Satan's chief psychiatrist. He really understands human nature at a very deep level. And uh, he is trying to entice a young everyman patient onto the soft road to hell. He's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and I think that uh, what people... Uh, get out of it is a is a real understanding of how spiritual warfare works on an everyday basis. Mm, yes. So this must have been very interesting because I've read the screw tape letters. In fact, when I came to Christianity, it was one of the few uh, first books that I read, and it almost kind of scared <laughs> Scared me to death almost yeah, because I thought, oh my gosh, it's like this is really what's going on. This is this is kind of scary, and um, but it, um, it you know very profound. It really gave me an, an understanding about the war that is going on in the world that is unseen, um, as well as the war that we see that is going on in the world that is seen. Um, but having uh, reviewed it again, it's I mean um, it's very interesting to me to see how. 
you're going to bring this to the screen. And I, I will have to say, for those that are just unsure or don't understand how this could be brought to the screen in an entertaining way, there are a couple of little clips up on YouTube. And I will say that I cheated a little today. And I watched one of them because I thought, how is one man and one little demon going to entertain, <laughs> you know, dinner, entertain America, really? Come on, we're, we're the soundbite, uh, you know. A generation how how is that going to entertain us with this very you know kind of it's not really a comedy the screw tape letters isn't by any chance a, by any means a comedy book for this time and i will say just the little bit i saw was so amazingly entertaining that i can hardly wait to see the stage production well it's very funny uh tani because it, the show is funny it's got mm-hmm. uh, a lot of laughs the laughs are not necessarily jokes or a tone of flippancy they're kind of the bloom of the argument mm-hmm. uh, that uh, really d- drives home the point uh, you know, we've done the show, over 200,000 people have uh, seen the show. Uh, I, I do think for, for most, uh, for the vast majority of audiences that come, it is, uh, the base note is that it is entertaining, as you say. And I do think theater, if it doesn't do that, it doesn't matter what else it does. Mm-hmm. It has to entertain. And then for some people, it is uh, it's very very challenging, you know, in terms of of uh, of changing their perception mm-hmm. uh, and giving them a paradigm shift on how to look at life. And for a smaller percentage of people, it it becomes a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as far as how um, because in reading the screw tape letters, you know, it's written with the you know pretty serious tone. The the senior demon is you know really kind of instructing the younger demon this is serious business about making sure that these people go to hell and aren't rescued by the enemy um so bringing this to the stage and making it entertaining and even funny would be all genius on your part i have to say um did you how did that i mean did you just feel inspired did how long how did you get the idea for this, and how did it come about even to be able to bring it to the stage in such a way? Right. Well, it, uh, the, the project came to me. I was working on some other uh, piece, and this uh, theater professor at Drew University saw my work and liked it. And uh, he, uh, he suggested uh, a couple of weeks later after he saw it, he sent me an email telling me how much he appreciated it, and then he suggested that I would make a really good screw tape and I didn't know if that was a compliment or not because <laughs> I read the book kind of like you it was the second Christian book I read after my own conversion to Christianity uh, and uh, but I never uh, you know I was intrigued by it and, and and was really challenged by the book when I read it but I never saw it as theatrical literature kind of like what you're su- suggesting mm-hmm. but he had an idea of how to do it so I said well if we can get the rights from the C.S. Lewis estate to make a theatrical adaptation, we'll have a go of it. We got the rights, and uh, we have, as I mentioned earlier, we did 15 drafts to, mm-hmm. to get the script right. Um, I think the thing, uh, Tony, that the show has going for it, there's two things that it has going for it that if we could tap into, we knew we would have a hit. And one is that uh, the Screw Tape Letters is probably the best example of reverse psychology <laughs> in uh, in 
20th century literature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and of maybe not of literature of all time. And so you have that going for you. So that it has this intelligence. It has this wit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and it has this uh, this morally inverted world that uh, if you get that right you're 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 halfway there. Then the second thing it has for it going for it is that in Screwtape, C.S. Lewis created one of the great literary characters of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a really uh, highly developed evil character. Mm-hmm. And so our business was to be true to the reverse psychology, morally inverted university creates, and be true to this uh, extraordinary literary creation, screw tape, that uh, really rings in our conscience at a very deep level. Mm-hmm. Well, I am so excited that you are bringing the production back to the Barclay Theater again for our listeners. Uh, I'm interviewing Max McLean, the star and artistic director of The Screwtape Letters, which is coming to the Barclay Theater right here on the campus of UC Irvine in July the 12th through the 15th. Max, are tickets still available for the oh, show? Oh, sure. We we just went. We just opened the box office not too long ago, so oh, there's uh, probably the 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 best seats are available now. Now, of course, uh, you know, given that uh, the closer we get to the event, which is still seven weeks away, uh, it will. I mean, it uh, it will be. Um, uh, the closer we get, it will be harder to get tickets. So, but the best seats are available now. Right. Um, and I wanted to say thank you both to you and to Leanne for making a pair of tickets available to our listeners. And for those of you who are listening, please don't call now because I'm here in the studio. I don't have a co-host or an engineer with me to answer the phone. But toward the end of the show, I will make an announcement and open the lines for you to call in and receive a pair of tickets to see the screw tape letters on Saturday evening. So, Max, I'd like to ask you just a little bit about um, the uh, Fellowship for the Performing Arts, sure, the production sure. company. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what that yes, is? we're and based how do, in how New York that... City. We are a theatrical production company whose mission is to produce theater from a Christian worldview that engages a diverse audience. And so, uh, therefore, we look at the best of the of Christian literature from Lewis. Uh, uh, we're uh, we're doing a stage reading of uh, of Great Divorce. Uh, uh, tomorrow, as I, I mentioned earlier, uh, we're also going to be doing a stage reading of G.K. Chesterton's Magic uh, mm. uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've hired uh, a, a playwright to write a first draft of a piece on Martin Luther as we're coming close to the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Mm. Uh, but it's the kinds, what we're looking for are the the kinds of pieces that really express the Christian worldview, uh, however, that also have uh, the kind of writing and uh, uh, dramatic uh, arc and intelligence uh, and wit and humor uh, that can reach beyond the the Christian community into a broader, diverse community. So, um, how many productions has the uh, the fellowship 
put on well, so Over far. the years, we've done several. Like, for instance, we had a production of Mark's Gospel, which was mm-hmm. uh, a direct uh, production from the second gospel of the New Testament, and we did it at the Mercury Theater in Chicago. Uh, and uh, it received the Jeff Award, which is Chicago Theater's highest honor. Uh, we've done a production of Genesis, which uh, I, I actually just did a, a, a we did it in off Broadway several years ago. Uh, and uh, uh, but uh, the last few years, we've been so um, wrapped up with screw tape because uh, it just won't go away. You know, <laughs> people want to see it. Mm-hmm. We we uh, we did it uh, in New York. It ran in New York for nine months, and then as soon as we finished, we went on tour, and we're in our, we're in our second year of our tour now. Wow! Been to fifty cities. That's wonderful. I'm so excited and so excited that you're sharing this work with so many people and and reaching uh, such a wide audience. I have to ask, have you ever considered doing anything of J.R.R. Tolkien's? I mean, you, you know, have, you have this amazing voice. If, uh, <laughs> if we could uh, commission someone to adapt, uh, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous, I mean, I, I, I thought the films did a great job, and of course that's a different canvas than, mm-hmm. than the theater. Uh, what I would, you know, if we had a really established playwright or a, or a very talented young playwright, that would uh, uh, send us a treatment uh, that we could uh, begin to develop and and go through our process of uh, of uh, how we take a show from the page to the stage. Uh, I think Tolkien would be an extraordinary uh, person. I mean, I just think uh, he's one of the uh, the greats, and uh, and we should be looking at him. Yes, well, and there are so many things. Of course, many people are familiar with The Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and even with uh, many of the tales of the Silmarillion. But, oh my gosh, there are so many other beautiful stories, uh, you know, like in the Book of Lost Tales. I mean, the, the history of Middle-earth that, that Christopher Tolkien, his son, edited is 13 volumes long. And there are some just amazing stories in there. Um, you know, even just the idea of bringing, you know, the tale of Baran and Luthien, you know, to the stage. So much poetry that's involved, and you have this amazing voice. (laughs) Thank you. I would love to see something uh, of Tate. That is really a good word, and and, uh, I, I, you know, my own familiarity is mostly with with Lewis and Chesterton, uh, uh, though, uh, you know, I, I know that Tolkien has perhaps as many fans, if not more, uh, uh, then uh, you know, probably uh, Lewis has so many fans. So, but I mean, certainly he has a huge fan base, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore we, that's something that we would, uh, if if uh, somebody would come to us, because my job is mostly the producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and I do think in in theater, uh, the key elements in theater uh, is the playwright and the producer, because they're the things that make, that's, uh, the playwright is the blueprint of what uh, we need to, to get on stage, mm-hmm. and the producer is the one that puts all the elements together, raises all the money to make sure that we can produce the, the playwright's vision and make it so that it's clear, it's not cheap, you know, in particular if you're doing something of that nature with its uh, extraordinary beauty and extraordinary imagination, uh, you have to have the kind of elements of theater that can really get that across, and that uh, that is a, an expensive proposition. It's a it's a labor intensive mm-hmm. proposition, 
and uh, you know it, re- it requires our best. And who is it? Would it be the play? Who who would be the person that would, in a sense, have to be getting the rights to do something like this? The producer from, would from the Tolkien. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the producer would work with the playwright uh, because you know you would try to you would make sure that the the rights issues are uh, are clear before you invest in all the time it takes mm-hmm. to you know to write a a, a draft. A lot of times, what will happen, like with uh, the Lewis estate, for instance. Uh, they have given us permission to write a draft of, let's say, The Great Divorce, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they have the right to approve it. You okay. know, so in other words, if oh. they don't like the draft, yes, uh, then it's not going to go any further unless, you know, you make the changes they want. Right. Yeah. Well, that would that that puts hope in my heart because I would love to see you do something uh, in the world of of Middle Earth. However, in the meantime, I love the works of C.S. Lewis, and I'm very excited uh, about the Screw Tape Letters coming to the Barclay Theater, and uh, very hopeful also for the Great Divorce. Now, how many people are involved in the production of the Great Divorce? Because um, Screw Tape is just two two, two, two people, two characters. Yeah, we're our stage reading is looking. Looking at three characters playing multiple roles, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, you need a, you, you need the narrator, you need you need the the, uh, the uh, uh, McDonald character, mm-hmm. but you have all these uh, these ghosts and spirits, and the way we envision it, uh, it's a uh, it's an approach to theater that's become very very popular, particularly here in New York, mm-hmm. uh, where you uh, you take on multiple roles. Oh. And you move in and out of character in a very mm-hmm. speedy, oh. uh, engaging way, uh, and uh, that's the approach we're taking with uh, with the Great Divorce. Wow, I, I I'm I'm hoping that that will come to the West Coast because that is a very powerful book. It really Again, has a lot a to say. I mean, in terms of of uh, what's the basic gist of it? Just because we're familiar yeah, well, with the, but for the, our the, listeners, the basic idea is that. Uh, uh, that we are in we find ourselves in what is called the gray town which is a metaphor for hell and the inhabitants of the gray town are invited to take a bus trip to heaven and they are met at the plains and the outskirts of heavens by spirits uh, who encourage them to go into deeper heaven but in order to do so they have to uh, give up something that's really that is keeping them in hell, mm. whatever that thing is. It, mm. And it's uh, you know it could be lust, it could be pride, it could be uh, mm. getting one's rights, uh, you know, selfishness, all of those sorts of things. And what tends, what happens in the story is most of the ghosts who have been given this opportunity to go to heaven and they see it, they actually don't like it. <laughs> and they would oh, rather so have, you know, what uh, what Mil- John Milton says in Paradise Lost, they'd rather uh, rule in hell than serve in heaven. Mm. Uh, because uh, what Lewis says in his, uh, uh, in his uh, preface to The Great Divorce, uh, that uh, if you want to go to heaven, you can't take any souvenirs of hell with you. Mm. Uh, and he was actually writing it in response, reaction to William Blake's The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. He says, no, there's no marriage. There's a great divorce. Mm. Uh, that, uh, you know, the, the thinking is that given enough time, given enough patience, uh, we will 
you know, marriage, uh, heaven and hell will merge together. Mm-hmm. And you won't have to uh, develop any virtues. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll just, you can just live the life the way you want. Yeah. And and Lewis says that's a disastrous error. Yeah, I certainly hope that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's a disastrous error. I mean, and yeah. uh, and so the Great Divorce is a, is an extraordinary, uh, beautiful landscape mm. of of how that plays out. Well, our time unfortunately is up. Max, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a joy. And I look very much forward, hopefully, to getting to meet you in July when you are out here um, for the Screw Tape Letters. Thank you for your generosity of time and also for your generosity of providing a pair of tickets for our listeners. And um, I look very much forward to the production. It's just about a month away. Uh, Connie, really enjoyed the interview, and uh, uh, I look forward to meeting you. Great, okay. it'll be great to meet you when you when I come out to Irvine. Thank you, Alin Salalumin Amentiavo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <clears throat> And that was Max McLean. He will be here on the campus of UC Irvine at the Barclay Theater in July. Please, uh, and you can call now. Our call-in number, I'm good, but just let it ring because I've got to go to music. But the call-in number, 949-824-5824, 949-824-5824 for two tickets to the Saturday night performance of the Screw Tape Letters at the Barclay Theater. And I see that the phone is already lit up. However, um, I have to wait until I play some music. So this is What Would Arwen Do? That is wrapping it up for today. Please send me an email, askanelf at yahoo.com. Next week, I will be back next week with a two-hour show and a very special guest, Ron Fernandez, bringing lots of musical instruments. It's going to be all about music next week and um, the physics of music and music and elves and the history of music and mu- and music itself and instruments, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. So... Until next week, I will have to say Namaria. And to my friends listening online, thank you so much for being here and listening live. This is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM. And I will leave you with a little Hobbit music. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave you with the song, But in Dreams, from, again, from, uh, this is, I believe this is from the Fellowship of the Ring. This is KUCI in Irvine. And technology is our friend. Actually, we're going to hear into the West. (laughs) KCI in Irvine.
lost the distance. 